this is Karis Ryan and welcome to Teach Me in 20. Each week I'll release a new podcast where I get to speak with awesome people who have something new to teach me that I know nothing about. If, like me, you're naturally curious about everything, this could be the podcast for you. So come along for the ride. It'll only cost you 20 minutes. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Teach Me in 20. I'm Karis and today we're all about to learn about something new. I, uh, when I first heard about this, I thought it was just an excuse for a bunch of guys to stand around drinking and throwing something heavy, but urban axe throwing is legit a sport, and joining us today is a competitive axe thrower in Canada, Matt Brown. Hello, Karis. Hello, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Welcome on. So I was shocked. At first, I actually heard about this. A friend of mine in London went on a date axe throwing, which I thought was so cool. And then you said you do it as a sport. So this is growing momentum. Absolutely. Well, when you first introduce it, you're not too far off the mark there. It is still just an excuse for a group of people to get together and <laughs> throw some sharp shit. Um, but it's, it's on ESPN. This, yeah, there yep. is a World Axe Throwing League, which is combo- you know a whole bunch of nations. There's an International Axe Throwing Day. Did you know that? Yes, yes. June 13th. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when? How did you get started in it? Right. So, um, yeah, it, look, like you said, it has has really grown, um, which we'll get to a little bit later on, I'm sure. But uh, my journey began in Whistler, uh, was living out there. And uh, it was, funnily enough, it was a Valentine's Day event okay. um, about 18 months ago now. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I, went, I went along with with my missus at the time. <laughs> at the time. <laughs> As so. a, uh, well, no, same missus. Oh, okay, yep, yep. She's, she, yep, so she survived the accident. Humble beginnings, yep. We are... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, a friend invited me along and I just walked into the venue and, and straight away was just blown away by, it was just electric and, and people were just high-fiving and hugging and just throwing axes at wood and, and I'd never seen anything like it before, but just straight away walked in and thought, wow, this is this is something different. And yeah. I think that event went uh, awesomely well and then I applied for a job, I think on the spot that evening. Um, at the Axe Yeah, that Center, night. Yep. And then later in the week, had my... Had my first shift, and um, yeah, eighteen months later, I'm still still throwing axes. So, so you said it's unlike anything else. How is it different to other sports? Because uh, yeah, because it is a sport. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what sets it apart um, for me is how accessible it can be to so many different people, um, especially as adults. I think you know, coming from a sporting background, there aren't too many sports. Uh, that we can just walk into complete, as a complete beginner, never having done anything like it before, yeah. and then achieve a relative level of success in a short period of time, and especially something which is so sort of primal and, and I guess something so adventurous is just throwing something sharp. Um, so it does cater for all levels. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, obviously with the right coaching and, you know, there are things to look out for, but yeah, we definitely see really high success rate. Um, and as long as you've got a good attitude and a willingness to, to sort of, you know, give it a crack and, and that can, that can be a challenge for some people just to get past that initial feeling of this feels like almost a prohibitive thing, mm. um, to just open yourself up to that. Um, you know, the, and I think once once people do that, then they're really surprised. And regardless of if you're you're 12 years old or you're you know you're 65, I think it's there for you. So, so I think there's juniors that play. Yeah, well, we we have a minimum age requirement, um, but is... for for leagues and things okay. like that. Yep. But um, what's that? We up to in our in our establishment 16. Okay. Um, yep. But there are youth leagues, um, Peterborough Axe Club in in Toronto. They have a, a youth league which. 
I, I'm convinced are, are just the kids of the parents who throw in the adult <laughs> league because they just want to bring them along, um, which is fantastic. But I think, yeah, so, and the kids, uh, like I said, like I had my little sister throwing in the backyard the other day and, you know, she, she picked it up pretty quickly. And I think it's one of those things as well where the kids sort of think, oh, this is something, this is something I should be doing, but, you know, here I kids, am and, and nailing it. So, well, Are the kids holding a normal sized act? Well, you can get, you can get lighter hatchets, but, but yeah. Pretty much, wow. um, yeah. I mean, you're only looking at around 13 inches long most of the time. Okay. Um, so yeah, not not t- terribly huge, heavy axes, but um, you can definitely get variations for for younger um, younger kids as opposed to you know older people, and and that that also comes down to the coaching as well. We have a few different axes out there, and there's so much variation in terms of what you can find to suit your style of throwing. So it's like a, um, I guess, a tennis racket. Yeah, Everything absolutely. Yeah. So, so talk us through <clears throat> the competitive side of it and how the scoring works. Yeah. From what I've seen, it's sort of like for people. I mean, to give people a visual aspect who have no idea. Yep. It's a bit like a dartboard. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like uh, yeah. and bigger, then rings. bigger than a dartboard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're looking at a, a square target uh, made up of five panels of wood. Um, and then you've got three rings. Uh, well, I'm, I'm speaking from a National Axe Throwing Federation point of view. So um, there's two governing bodies or two main governing bodies, I should say, um, who kind of set the guidelines on how you should paint targets, how you score points, um, how the leagues run, how many games you play in a season, how, what the playoff structure looks like and um, how tiebreakers are settled. So, yeah, two different two different bodies. And is that... <clears throat> Internationally, or yep. is that just, oh, okay? Yep. It's not internationally. Yep. So, okay. um, the majority of the leagues out there in the competition is uh, mostly across North America, um, and then within that, it's. It, I would say I wouldn't be sure of the statistics, but it's probably about a fifty-fifty split in terms of the National Axe Throwing Federation and the World Axe Throwing League. Okay. So, you mentioned ESPN earlier on; um, they got coverage of the World Axe Throwing league um canadian open or u.s open or something like that so um we're a little bit different to that we we go through the national axe throwing federation so two different bodies but the way that we score points um and we have our targets is uh you've got the bullseye um the black circle in the middle you've then got a red circle around that and a blue circle around that so you've got three kind of rings to aim at and then on the outside which is get where it gets very exciting you've got these Two small green circles of joy, uh, and we call them clutches. Okay. So they're worth seven points. The bullseye is only worth five points. Okay. So if you really want to go big um, and just, you know, go for broke on the fifth throw of your game, you can call for the clutch. And if you hit it, then you'll get seven points. So it has to be on the fifth throw. Yeah, only on. So if we're talking competitively. Yeah. Yeah. So we do four throws uh, for, the, for the bullseye. Preferably, and then the fifth row, you can go for the bullseye if you want, or you can go big and call the clutch. Do people go for the clutch? Well, regularly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to. I sort of live and die by the clutch. Okay. It's been the undoing of me at times, but no, I think it's always good to challenge yourselves, and I, I sort of preach that to our league members. And you know, you've got to start and you've got to go for it, even from week one. You know, just if, you, if it's your first time, just give it a crack and yep. start gaining that confidence because down the track if you stick with it you'll be better off um but and so that's the federation scoring yep how does that differ to wattle yep so the, yeah the, you're right uh wattle there's more circles 
So okay. instead of just having three circles, I think there's five th- five circles. Yep. And then they have, instead of clutches, they have what's called kill shots. And the kill shots are smaller than clutches. So even more of a challenge. And um, I think you get to go for them twice in a round. Yeah. The last think. time and like... I don't know, the fourth or something. Yeah, I'm not not 100% yeah. on, on, those, on those rules and regulations, but their hatchets and their distances are also allowed to be a little uh, heavier. They're allowed to use heavier, longer hatchets and be... As in like an axe? Yeah. yeah that's so, the word for that. Yeah, okay. yeah. So they're allowed to be a little further back too. So um, some subtle differences, but at the end of the day, still the same principle and same group of people uh, like-minded coming together once a week to, to have a throw and yeah absolutely yeah. So, so can is there tactics in it you mentioned like you know go big for the clutch shot i mean from a outsider's perspective it can just look like you know you're throwing an axe at a piece of wood hmm. but are there tactics involved not really. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, yes, no. so listen in. <laughs> no, it's, it's it really sort of more of a mental game against yourself at the end of the day. Um, it must take immense concentration. Yeah, it can, yeah. Like, you've got to find what works for you. Okay. For, for, yeah, get into that good headspace and have that for some routine or for some people a lack of routine. You know, some people like to not think about it too much and, you know, I've definitely played around with a few different approaches. Um so, still haven't really figured one yeah. out, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sounding them. I'm shaking. <laughs> so, how but, do you? What does training involve? Because yeah. we chatted before this, and mm-hmm. I mean, to call you an athlete, I mean, could we call these people that are you know um, the top level axe throwers? Are they athletes or are they more like? Well, just, we love drinking beer. Um, <laughs> As well, there's not, a lot of in, there's not a lot of endurance. Food nutrition, not probably <laughs> not in that regard. Um, but no, um, look to be to be brutally honest with you, the the people at the top of the uh, like the the people at the top of the sport and the industry, time um, as as you know from oh, from okay. your own boy background, it really putting putting in the time and, and finding that muscle memory and like I said. A lot of it's mental. We all know we can hit clutches. We all know we can, you know, hit them fairly regularly. And what sets the best from from the rest is their ability to slow down, to concentrate, to find that and deliver that set skill over over a period of time when you're under fatigue and and pressure setting. So when you said time, then I thought you meant they actually under a time no, no, clock. No, 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 just 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 time in the lanes. I think okay. um, understanding throws and and the the sport's continually changing. So. Um, they're introducing, you know, subtle changes to rules and um, new axes are coming out and, you know, there's all these different variations that uh, the best and most most of the industry are always trying to, you know, if you're serious about it, you're trying to find little little changes and little things that are going to help you, you know, whether it be a different axe or, you know, a different way to set up or a different way to throw. So so with yeah. that as well, the, the technique side as well, I wanted to... if Yeah. So... I mean, it's one-handed or two-handed or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Are you, you stepping and yeah, throwing? The, again, the, there's different preferences. Um, the two hands is a little bit easier to keep straight, okay. especially for beginners. Um, so kids would, juniors would do that? Yeah, p- perhaps. Okay. Um, yeah. So we typically, if we, if we were to have people doing it for the first time, we would encourage them to start with two hands. Um, and then I always... There are different methods in terms of do you step or do you rock um, and, and sort of just shift your weight a little bit like that without stepping. But I've always found personally that the step um, has helped move the body forward into the throw. Um, 
and therefore had I've seen more success. So that's what we do. Um, and then I think as you gain a little bit more confidence with the axe rotating and you know understanding how it's spinning and how much power and force is required, which is not not a lot, um, then people tend to want to shift to the one hand and um, yeah, there's a little bit more. Uh, I everyone's different you can't really mm. generalize yeah, it no, because there's an idea really it. awesome throwers that throw competitively with two hands okay. um and you know still in the top 30 and, and rah, rah, rah but i think for for the most part throwing with one hand just eliminates a few variables that you can eliminate to to stabilize your throw and your control so that's typically the way it goes is progressing onto the one hand okay. um, and then more of a flicking action um, than, a, than a big throwing action using the shoulder. So it re- resembles more towards like what you would see with a dart throw yeah. um, or a successful beer pong shot perhaps. <laughs> um, but yeah. Has anyone ever been <laughs> injured? Yeah, look, safety's always – it's one that of the number one first... things that everyone goes oh. to and say, oh, you know, oh, my goodness, you're throwing an axe. All right, but – Look, what you you don't really have an appreciation for it unless you're willing to see it. Yep. You know, and the, and the, and it, and once you see it and you come up and you understand, you get your head around that first obstacle of of that barrier, which is it's it's an axe throwing throwing something sharp. It's really like just like any other sport. Well, I mean, it's no different to say of, like hunting. We've got a gun. You well, exactly. There, there's inherent injury and risk in in every sport, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but. There's over there's I think it, I don't wouldn't be able to quote the stat on it but I think within the the backyard axe throwing league at battle they've they've got a, a record of or every axe thrown right and it's in the millions of axes and, and they're incident uh-huh. free so you know for all of you listening who are wondering you know is it a safe thing just go and have a Google have a look at it yeah. um, or just better off just go and do it um, and then because there's these viral videos and things that surface and they don't do it justice and you know that's what everyone sees and it just plays into that sort of you know the barrier that it's not a safe thing but you know i've been doing it for 18 months now um coached hundreds of sessions and really as long as the person leading the session develops that rapport with the group and you know is on the ball and setting the tone and 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 aware of what to look out for and guiding it properly Mm. you're not going to have an issue so um but yeah it has i mean obviously it's people aren't sort of scared off by that safety issue mm-hmm. of it. Um, I saw, yeah, with all these viral videos, speaking of, I saw Justin Timberlake, like, just throwing an axe. So yeah. what do you think has contributed to its popularity and made it grow so yeah. quickly? I think it is that inherent sort of activity, which is something a little different. Um, and then I think... The lumberjack inside everyone. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, people talk about that release of... Um, release of sort of energy you know yeah. but it's never been that for me i think okay. everyone gets a little something different out of it um for me it's it's not it's it's about not releasing the energy but sort of for me it's about just getting into that happy place and where you're not thinking about anything else um so um but i think in terms of from a corporate point of view or an event like team building and things like that like there's a huge appeal there for people just to come together and do a new skill um regardless of what it is and if it's axe throwing then it's something a little different and as long as it's structured in a way that's accessible you know um that's where i think the coaching plays a huge part well from what um, i've seen so these centers are popping up everywhere there's yep. one uh two you mentioned the yep uh coming in perth yep. i think we're the last to probably get them they're all on the east coast yeah already. yep um and as i said around the world but from what i've seen you are in a from the social aspect when people rock up they're given a lane 
And there was also a coach assigned to them. Yep. So, I mean, that's great. You're instantly taught how to correctly do something, yep. which doesn't happen at most. You know, you can go to a gym and just be left to yeah. your own devices. No, absolutely. I think that's what sets it apart. It's it's more of a hosting experience, I think, when you when you look at it like that. But having someone there who can create, and I think what we pride ourselves on where we, where we are is our differentiation. So we're, we're reading the group and we're giving them an experience that, that is tailored to what they need if they're really competitive or if they're, you know, battling a little bit or, mm. you know, catering for that. That's where the coach can really come in and structure the experience so that it is accessible still, you know, and, and maybe they don't want the competitiveness, you know, they want something which is more of a team game. You know, that's where I think we need to provide that and and, and then be able to identify what they're doing and how they're doing it and how we can help them, you know. So do you get a lot of them. corporate people coming in? Yeah, we do, yeah. <laughs> So how do, what's the response? Yeah. I mean, are they apprehensive at first? I, look, I love the corporates because it's such a big, usually quite a big event, so the atmosphere just goes through the roof. Right. Um, yeah, once you, you know, it's, and it's good. People can sit back and have a chat and then it's their turn, they come up and usually there's food and some, you know, some beverages around. So it's, um, it's a really good, it brings everyone together. And, and just like, like I said before, the accessibility of it, I keep going back to that, but, you know, no matter if you're the boss or if you're the, you know, you, no matter where you are in the company, you can still be, you could be the, the winner of the game or you can have a moment which is remembered around the office for, for years to come. <laughs> a clutch shot. <laughs> yeah, right. that's right. We see it. We see it. And it's usually the most unlikely person. That, yeah, Barry that from accounts. It. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all he's going to be talking about for the next years. He's brought home the board with him. He's, yeah. You no. can bring home the board. Well, oh. not often, but sometimes moments like that will, you know, Barry from accounts wants to take home the clutch he will we'll cut it down for him he can bring that home uh, yeah, everyone will sign it no, but because um, what are they what are the the uh, top athletes win yeah so recently there was the urban open in uh, baltimore and that was a ten thousand dollar prize pool so yeah there's like i mean that's, that's split the total across pool, yeah yeah that's split across i think my comp the winner took home around about four thousand um and then four or five thousand and then it's divvied up between the, the top 10 or something like that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, there's not a huge amount of prize money in there just I mean, as growing. it grows. But, yeah. yeah, it's enough to fund the travel for most of the top 20 throwers. It's it's more just the the people who are not really at that in the prize pool that can be a little bit more to afford trips to, to throw competitively. So, um what about the wattle? So the stuff we're seeing, you know, on ESPN, yeah, which so, is getting coverage. Yeah, and... so I believe that there could be a little bit more involved in that. Okay, um, but you talk, that's more towards the the competition, like the 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 big um, top fifty competitions, you know. Whereas for to win a league or something like that, each place kind of has their own prize. So we, you know, we might give away a, a big new axe, or you know, we have a trophy and stuff like that. So Ooh. it's really, a, it's really up to <laughs> up to sort of the venue. If if you're looking at it from a sort of a grassroots level, what they what they'll award for their league. Um, and these leagues you're talking about, they actually have to meet specifications or they have to actually be yep. accredited or yep. approved yep. by the Yep. So if we wanted to start a league downstairs here, then we'd get in touch with the federation and then we'd send them pictures and make sure the lanes were uh, within the certain specifications. And so is that really serious? Like it's yep. all legit, yeah. Yep. Well, and that just that, that allows consistency across okay. across all of the venues so that you know that if I was to go throw an axe at Maniacs just opening up here or NATF, 
I would, I would expect the same thing as if I went to join a league at Escape Manor or at Forged in Whistler or wherever, you know, wherever it is. So um, that's good and that's what you need if you're going to be regulating scores across the, across the world. Yeah, um, for so. sure. Is, there, is it just singles or is it do- like doubles as, or... Yeah, so singles, singles primarily. Um, but then there are um, various sort of skills tournaments which you can throw in a, in a pair or so we could throw side by side okay. at the same time. Oh, all right. Um, so it's not you yeah. throw, then I throw. It's we're throwing at the same time. Yeah, that's a doubles. That would be a doubles. T- uh, not at the same board though? At the same board. Oh. Yeah. So that, that requires obviously a little bit more of an advanced skill, just yeah, um, axes hitting and landing on each other and, yeah, you see, see the odd. Uh, it's called a Robin Hood when an axe lands in, in the back of another axe. Um, yeah, As in the handle? Yeah, in the ha- so see you later. That's, that's a brand new axe right there. Oh, no. <laughs> so there's inherent risk involved um, equipment-wise. Um, so we tend to stay away from that. Um, we love our axes too much to, to try that. We're mm. not good enough. Um, How but, much are, is an axe to buy? Yeah, well, I went to Toolmart around the corner here the other day and got one of the same similar ones that we throw with back in Canada for 40 bucks. So um, okay. hash for 40 bucks. It, it really does depend though. Um, that's pretty much par for the course, around 40 to 50 bucks if you want to get a, a nice one. Um, so you can just go to a hardware store? Yeah, I, I went to Bunnings the other day and okay. got an $8 one. A um, bit heavier, a little bit bulkier. Could have had the, um, I don't know, the handle. It wasn't a wooden handle. It was, I don't know what you call it, like a fiberglass handle or something yeah. like that. Um, so could we see down the track Wilson producing axes? I don't know. It would Battle hat? But, yeah, man. I don't know. Like, I, I think... With the with the hickory core, and you know, you'd have to. I don't know what Australia would would sort of go to. Whether they would just use hickory um, and get that imported, because I don't think we have many hickory trees here in Australia. So whether or not Australia develops its own core, and then you can resin, you can do what you can sort of coat that core with whatever wood you want, really. So, um, or you, you having, can just use hickory. So, are you having to const like after each throw sharpen the the axe nah, or after not really. each comp, it, I mean, is there any maintenance involved? We do love making excuses. So if the axe doesn't stick, but yeah, we'll probably just go and get the file and just enough. be like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> that was a bit dull, that one. You know, but uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it, look, once before the league night starts, you probably just give it a grind. And that's more of a men- like mental thing as well. You just you know, uh, yeah. know that your axe is nice and good to go. So yeah, yeah usually you go and do a little collective everyone's axes before Tuesday starts and, you know, just give them a bit of a once-over, a bit of a touch-up and, you know, wish them all the best. <laughs> Is it mainly a male-dominated sport or have you got females that play? Uh, no, absolutely no. I, I lo- what I love about it, like we, we were talking about it before, we keep going about it, is accessibility. So, you know, the females come in and, and they just lap it up. Almost, I would say, you know, you come in for a hen's night or something and they come in and they're just killing it. Yeah, that know? would so, be so much fun. Um, but no, across across our league, we, we're 50-50. So we've got just, you know, in our in our league at the Manor. So, um, and we find that that just, that really just adds to the community sort of aspect of it. Um, looking at it competitively from the top 30, uh, predominantly are male, um, but okay. we're seeing a big rise in, um, I think, Babe from Urban Axes in Baltimore was the first female to hit a 75 average, which is crazy. That's that's perfect, so, pretty much perfect. Really? Um, okay. So, you know, the women are just leading the, leading the charge and there's Facebook pages and Instagrams dedicated to the women of axe throwing and... Um, yeah, just it, it's it's. I wouldn't say it's a male right at the higher echelon, um, but in terms of the community, 
community and how many people are involved in a grassroots level, I would say it's it's very much a mixed a mixed environment, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Matt, this has been so interesting learning yeah. about, and this is what it's all about, like learning about something I had no idea existed yep. and just, yeah, getting more info on it. Yeah. No, it's been, it, look, it's not something that I thought I would ever be talking about. <laughs> well, good luck as well so. for all your comps. For everyone at home as well who wants to learn more or even follow you, you've got a YouTube channel about axe throwing. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say that. It's a bit of a loose podcast that we, uh, yeah, we uh, have a bit of a yard about uh, our weekly league uh, yeah. on a Tuesday. Day, so. Hey, if people are interested, where can they find you? So it's uh, it's just called the Clutch Cast. Um, Great name. So we now what, know why it is called that. Yeah, but there you go. So um, yeah, it's it's good fun. Um, hats off, stats off is is a very big segment that we look forward to. <laughs> the hats come off and the stats come out. Um, but yeah, it's, no, it's a it, it's a good bit of fun, and we love what we do out there. And I can't wait for for. Um, for Australians to, to keep getting around it and yeah. for, for particularly people in Perth to be able to experience it very, very soon. I cannot wait to go yep. try it. I'll, yep. I'll let you know how I go. Yeah, for and sure. I'll get some more tips. Yeah. But thank you for telling us all more about uh, urban axe throwing. No worries. Good no luck worries. for your next comps. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. See you guys. <laughs> See you later. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Teach Me in 20. If you did, and if you even just learned one thing, make sure you subscribe so each week you can learn something new with me. Bye.